Do you need help with your journey following Jesus? Has your Bible reading brought up some interesting questions? Um, I, I need a prayer request. Is I've heard um, pastors talk about you can't get to heaven just with good deeds. I was just wondering what you guys think. Is, the, is there a correlation between the seventh trumpet and Revelations as the last trumpet, or is he talking about some other trumpet? Finally, a place to get answers. We're ready to take your prayer request and answer your Bible questions. Call in at 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. And I want to welcome everyone to today's edition of Calvary Live. I am your host for this hour, Pastor Jeff Figs of Calvary Chapel Greeley in Northern Colorado, here to take your questions and your prayer requests. So you just heard that call-in number that you can call in and be a part of the show, 303-690-3000. And that number works anywhere in the United States, uh, whether you're listening on Grace FM. Welcome, Grace FM listeners all along the front range of Colorado into southern Wyoming. And also want to welcome those who are listening in on other radio networks, Hope and Truth FM uh, radio networks, as well as Freedom uh, Radio FM. I hear that you guys are new to Calvary Live so many stations across the country in the South and uh, also in the Midwest and even in the Pacific Northwest, Idaho, uh, Montana, uh, uh, Washington. We're so glad that Calvary Life has been able to expand. And so we welcome you and we invite you to call in and ask your questions and to give your prayer requests and to remind you once again, maybe you're new to Calvary Live, that this is a radio program where you, the listener, get to call in. And that's really what we like to have. We prefer, even though there's another way for you to be able to ask questions and give prayer requests through a dedicated text line, I'll give you that number in just a second. But give us a call so we can have conversation. Uh, We can talk about the things that are on your mind, answer questions, and to pray for you. This really is an extension of the of the pulpit uh, to be able to minister to you, to give you the truth of God's Word, uh, to be able to encourage you in the Lord. And all of us that are listening will be encouraged uh, tremendously by us together just joining in and praying for one another and then also being encouraged in the truth of God's Word. So love to hear from you guys from Freedio, uh, Freedom Radio Network, uh, wherever you are, in Florida or Alabama or Georgia or South Carolina, so many stations. So glad that you've joined us, and uh, let us know that you're listening. Uh, again, my name is Jeff Biggs. I pastor Calvary Chapel Greeley. Uh, I, I host on Mondays and Tuesdays. That's my schedule. And uh, sometimes there may be an encore or, or a guest that fills in. But if you're wondering where Greeley, Colorado is, where I pastor, it's north of Denver. Of course, Grace FM originates in Calvary Live out of uh, Calvary Church in Aurora. And such a tremendous blessing. Uh, but I get to be a part of the ministry and a part of the radio station uh, by having a radio program uh, that we air on Grace FM under the fig tree, and then also to be able to host Calvary Live a couple times a week. And so Greeley is about an hour north of Denver, between Denver and Cheyenne, Wyoming. They're in the Plains farmland right before Rocky Mountain National Park. And so give me a call, 303-690-3000 is the number to call. We got all open lines, and grab one of those open lines early uh, because as the show goes on, it tends those lines to fill up, and you might be on hold for a little bit. So grab an open line, 
303-690-3000. Again, welcome all those on the East Coast, on Hope and Truth FM, on Freedom FM. I want to remind you that as you're listening to Calvary Live, it is a week delayed, but you can call in, you can ask your questions or give your prayer requests, and then you can listen to yourself uh, the conversation that we had a week later. So that's kind of neat, and uh, I encourage you, give me a call. We've got all open lines right now. Grab one of those open lines at 303-690-3000. The text line is 720-336-0897. And to emphasize, that is for texting only. Uh, no one will answer that line. No one will—you you can't leave a message. It's for texting only. And we use the text line to fill in— for space as uh, the calls drop off or whatever the case may be. So love to be able to uh, have uh, you be able to text in a question or a prayer request, 720-336-0897. Just real quickly, for those of you who are new to Calvary Live, uh, perhaps you're just picking it up, put those contacts in your, you know, those numbers in your contact that is on your, your phone, and you can just pull it up or... Um, just call it up and from Siri and say, hey, Calvary Live, the call-in number, 303-690-3000, and then the text line, 720-336-0897. I think we got full lines, so let's go to the phone lines. Let's go to Elizabeth in Loveland. Hi, Elizabeth. Hi. How are you? Oh, I'm doing good. Thank you very much. Thank you for calling. Thank you. I'm just really attached to uh, when I get the time to listen to your uh, program. And um, I had a question, you know, and I'm, I really feel like we're living at the end of times, like it's written in Revelations. I know everything is symbolic, and I know that, I mean, things were said about um, about living, um, you know, towards the end of times and, and Russia and, and Iran and uh, just everything that's, you know, going on. And I Yes. I just wanted to hear your, you know, what is, what else does that uh, people like me need to know, you know? Well, Elizabeth, I think it's an, an important subject. When It's interesting that you called this week because on Sunday here at Calvary Chapel Greeley, we've been going through Matthew's Gospel, and we're going to enter into what is called the Olivet Discourse. In the Olivet Discourse, Jesus gives this pri- private briefing to his disciples about the signs of the end, about his return. Uh, he would tell them prior to that that teaching, which is, by the way, not only in Matthew 24, but Mark 13 and Luke chapter 21. It's called the Olivet Discourse. It's the second longest teaching that we have of Jesus in the Gospels next to the Sermon on the Mount. And Jesus tells the disciples as they're walking across the temple precinct that it was a magnificent building, that this temple's going to be destroyed to where not one stone's going to be left upon another. He would cross the Kidron, go up on the Mount of Olives, which is just east of where the temple was, and they come to him and they said, when is this going to be? Because they equated the destruction of the temple to the end of the world. And when is the end of the age? And what are the signs of your return? So Jesus begins to answer that. And we're going to go through that um, beginning this Sunday, and we're going to take our time going through it as we're going to talk about the signs of his return, the birth pangs is what they're called. We're going to talk about the Antichrist, the tribulation period, 
the second coming of Jesus Christ, how we can be wise and discerning of the days in which we are in. We're going to talk about the blessed hope, the rapture of the church. We're going to talk about all those things. And as we go through Scripture, um, the subject of Christ's return is the the broadest subject in the New Testament that we have um, by far, over 300 verses that are given to us concerning the return of the Lord and the events that surround the return of the Lord. So it's a very important subject, and the Lord desires for us to be wise and discerning of the days in which we are in. He rebuked the religious leaders uh, of his day. He said, you guys can discern the weather, but you can't discern the coming of the Son of Man. And Jesus tells us that we're to be the wise and faithful servant that is looking for the Master's return because he comes at a time that we do not know. There are certain super events, I believe, signs that have happened that tell us that we are in the last days. One of those signs is the establishment of Israel as a nation once again. And as we see that Israel's put to the forefront of Bible prophecy, that we know that we're in the last days, we see the signs that are around us. Jesus said, when you begin to see these things come to pass, look up and rejoice for your redemption draws near. Unfortunately, in the church and many churches, they do not talk about end-time prophecy. They will not talk about the rapture of the church. They will not talk about the book of Revelation. They won't study it. Uh, they will not talk about uh, the things of the re- concerning the return of the Lord. And I think it's unfortunate because we see these things around us that we need to be wise, discerning, and it brings comfort to us. Um, and we are to be ones that as we study end-time prophecy, it's not to scare us, it is to prepare us. It's not to trouble us, but to bring comfort to us. Well, I'm really excited that, you know, when we get started on that. Yeah, so the the Olivet Discourse, and uh, we're going to take our time going through it in chapters 24 and 25. When I get done with the book of uh, Matthew, which will be probably the end of the year, then we're going to do a study in the book of Daniel. Daniel's called the forerunner to the book of Revelation. So we're looking forward to it. It's going to be a blessing. It's going to be a great encouragement. It really stirs our hearts. And um, that, Lord, your coming is nigh. I believe it is nigh. We don't know the day or the hour, but I think it's sooner than than we think, perhaps. That's at yeah. least what I pray. You know, that's what I pray as I see the things going on around us. Yes, uh-huh. That's, that's what I and studying, you know, it's kind of yeah, scary, good. but, you know, God keeps yeah. his word. And I just wanted to know, um, are you going to be teaching this in Greeley, Colorado? Yes. Greeley? Yep. Okay. Yep. Just right um, down what, there. Uh, what day? Or? Uh, it's Sunday mornings, 8, 9, 30, and 11 o'clock. we got three services. Shoot down Highway 34, and we're right off of Highway 34. We're easy to find. Just go to our website, calvarychapelgreeley.org org mm-hmm. and you can find directions to our church easy to find okay thank you so much love to meet you elizabeth come out and see us you'll be blessed all right thank you 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 bet when somebody hangs up there's an open line 303-690-3000 is the call-in number the text line 720-336-0897 let's go to richard in federal heights hi richard hi. how uh, are you, are you? Uh, I'm I hope good. You're doing fine. I'm uh, doing good. What I wanted to find out was, the Word of God says uh, to forgive 
and to trust in in uh, God for your movement and 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 that's such a thing. Uh, I left my wife almost two years ago because of the beatings and the fighting that I, I had to go through to uh, every day uh, on a twenty-four hour basis because she she went uh, a little berserk uh, in in two thousand eleven. I took her for eight years, but I, I moved, and I'm wondering. Am I supposed to move back and and uh, forgive her and and uh, trust in Jesus uh, that He's going to guide her, or, or or should I just stay out? Well, first of all, because there's I, the whole... I can't I can't take the beatings anymore. Yeah, and that's the thing, Richard. Here's the thing: you can still forgive, but there still might be separation. I don't believe the Lord is wants you to be put in a place where you're being abused. Um, and where you're not safe. Forgiveness, just because you choose to forgive, and the Lord, there's the imperative to forgive. And here's the thing about forgiving. It can be one of the hardest things that God has called us to do, but we are to forgive. And it's not overlooking, condoning. It's not just, you know, uh, well, no big deal. What you went through brought a lot of hurt physically, and I'm sure emotionally to you. But forgiving is saying, I choose to forgive so that person doesn't have power over me anymore. And because what happens is if we don't forgive, we can hang on to a lot of bitterness and anger and resentment, and it just grows and it grows and it grows. So you can forgive, but it doesn't mean that that there's going to be reconciliation, at least for right now, if you're not in a place that is safe. You can pray for that. Um, you can uh, be one that uh, you pray that, Lord, that things will change so you're able to go back in a place that where you have peace. Paul, he said that we're called to peace, not to bondage. And so it's two different things. You can forgive. I choose to forgive. It doesn't mean that you're saying what they did it was, was not a big deal or, or didn't hurt you. But what you're saying is I choose to forgive, but right now I cannot reconcile because if I go back— I'm going to put myself under that bondage where I am being beaten. And I think it's the Lord's desire that there be reconciliation over time, but you got to let the Lord work. you got to let the Lord work, and you got to be in that place where you're safe. And I don't tell any spouse that is being physically abused to stay in that situation. I just, in good conscience, cannot do that. And so, you know, be in that place where you're safe. Pray to the Lord that he can work. And, and the Lord... You know, just entrust him and then give it all to the Lord. And so that's that's what, you know, I can try to encourage you in uh, today. Well, that, that's uh, pretty much what I've done. Uh, yeah. I just stand away and I have forgiven her. Because, you know, you can't carry that forever. No. Uh, so, so I did. I did forgive her, but uh, I'm safe yeah. now. And I don't want to go back because I've talked to her now and then and, uh, She's still in the same frame of mind as before, and I I don't want to be yeah. uh, party to that. Yeah, oh, I'm so sorry, Richard. Let me let me let me pray for you, Father. I pray for Richard as he's in a difficult situation. I thank you that he's in a place where he's safe, but I know that that Lord, that you're the one that can bring any kind of healing. I thank you that he's chosen to forgive. And Lord, that you would just minister to um, his wife, and um, that 
you know, that he had to be in a place where he wasn't being abused and being safe. So I pray that you would work in her, in her frame of mind, that, Lord, that uh, it would be evident, and, Lord, um, that you would bring any healing, restoration, all of that to this couple, Lord, and just be with Richard. Give him wisdom. Give him peace, because you called him to peace, not to bondage. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. We're praying for you, Richard, okay? Thank you. Thank you. You bet. 303-690-3000 is the number to call. And love to to talk with you. We got an open line. We're going to go to Sarah in Aurora. Hi, Sarah. Hi, Pastor. Hi, Pastor. Thanks for taking my call. Thank you um, for calling. I had a question for you. Um, mm-hmm. I don't jump straight to um, I I don't jump straight to thinking that the 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 shot right now is the mark of the beast. But I'm wondering if what your thoughts are on it being kind of a precursor thereof, because obviously it's not keeping us from buying and selling. But I mean, at least in my situation, it's about to make me lose my job as a result of not having it. So. Like I'm wondering if we're this is kind of a precursor, so warming the people up to accepting something. Um, I do, that's but, what yeah. Thinking is going on. Yeah. That's what it seems to be, in my opinion. Yeah, and as we are going to talk about those things in the Olivet Discourse, the signs of the end. Um, it's interesting as you go through the Book of Revelation. We do know that there's going to be a time where there's going to be a man on the scene. He's going to be a, a world leader. He's going to be a uh, military leader. He's going to be an economic leader. He's going to be a political leader, and he's going to be a religious leader. And we know that there's going to be a time in the tribulation period where uh, he's going to proclaim himself as God, and those who do not take the mark of the beast will not be able to buy and sell. So it does not surprise me, and he's going to be supported by the leaders of the world. You know, it's a whole lesson on this revived Roman Empire, these ten toes, ten horns that are ten kings, and as we see that they are going to be under the submission of the Antichrist. Of course, the Antichrist is going to want the world to worship him. Um, You said rightly that um, you know, taking the vaccine, there are those who are saying, I've had people email me by the scores saying, am I taking the mark of the beast? We need to keep everything in context. We are not in the tribulation period. You're not being asked to worship an individual because when the Antichrist, here's the thing to remember, when he goes into that rebuilt temple to be worshiped as God in the temple of God, Second Thessalonians chapter 2, he's going to demand worship. He's directly controlled by Satan, and that's something Satan's always wanted, right? He's always wanted to be worshipped, and that's why he fell and be, you know, as Lucifer and became Satan. So we know we're not in that time period, but with that said, it is very interesting that we are seeing a move towards where leaders are mandating things, and, and I wouldn't be surprised if we see more of these things. And, and it's not a matter whether you agree in taking the vaccine or not taking the vaccine. But what is interesting and personally for me a bit concerning is the control that our leaders keep wanting to have over, um, over its citizens and over people and mandating. And we're, what's interesting, Sarah, is this, 
is that there are some places where you cannot go and eat unless you got the vaccine. There are some places that won't do business with you unless you got the vaccine. And there, you know, so we're seeing a movement towards that. It's just, I believe, one of the signs that we're seeing, it should not surprise us. You cannot travel, um, you know, unless you get the vaccine. So it's interesting that we're seeing more of this, and it'll be interesting to see if we see more mandates that are coming down that are separating people, separating, you know, Christians, um, trying to keep us from meeting. I don't know how bad it's going to get until the Lord takes us home. But yeah, I can say that this this shouldn't surprise us, that this is something that we're going to see that's going to come to full culmination when we go into the tribulation period. This is the restraining time, all these things. I would not be surprised, as we heard today uh, from the United Nations, how the climate is man-made climate change and that we need to do something drastically if we are going to see a result of that, more mandates that are going to come down trying to control uh, people. And so we get concerned about our freedoms. We get concerned about the direction that we're going, but the Bible speaks of those things. Yeah, and that's—I um, mean, I've worked in healthcare for 14 years, so I mean, the idea of getting a shot to help yourself is not something like I'm—I'm I'm against. It's the idea of being, you know, the—it's like nobody studied, nobody paid attention in history class. That hey, when this yeah. starts coming in and you're being forced into something, that that what follows doesn't usually end well for people, and it's really concerning to see. At least it's very concerning for me to see is how many people within the church that I've talked to seem to be okay with it because it's, oh, it's for the greater good. And they're defending it of, well, you know, Jesus wants us to love one another and treat each other as we want to be treated, which apparently means forcing each other to do things. So it's just, um, so I'm, I'm referring to it as kind of like a precursor. It's easy to see how people's fear is letting them buy into this and be okay with it. And I was just curious what your mindset was. And like yeah. I said, I'm about yeah. to lose my job as a result of it. Well, I'm sorry to hear that. And a lot of people are having to make that decision. And, um, you know, these are decisions that we're going to have to make. And, you know, even visiting people in the hospital, I know that there's some um, medical facilities that you can't see a loved one. And so we see these things coming down. And there are some that agree with it, some that don't. But uh, I think we're going to, this is part of the birth pangs that, that we're going to see that's going to increase with frequency and intensity of these things that were, you know, um, it's going to be culminating in the tribulation period of a time where you won't be able to buy or sell um, unless you make your allegiance to uh, this one. So uh, interesting days that we're in, and um, we need to be wise and discerning and be praying. So be praying for you. Can I pray for you, Sarah? Yes, please. Father, I pray for Sarah as she's dealing with, and a lot of people probably listening in right now, um, that as she is being mandated to take the vaccine, her choice she doesn't want to. Um, I, I don't I don't know. But Lord, just the things that we see, Lord, we know that you're the one that's on the throne and controls. So I pray for, first of all, just wisdom for Sarah and um, and whatever she decides to do. And Lord, for all those who have to make this difficult decision, that you give them a peace that passes understanding, that rules in their hearts and guide them. And Lord, again, that we would be wise in the days in which we're in 
and Lord, knowing that you're going to take care of us. So I just pray that you would do that for all of us, for Sarah, and the decisions she has to make. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay. All right. God bless you. 303-690-3000. We got a couple open lines, so grab one of those open lines. We've had some great conversations, and these are perilous times that we are in. And and Paul said that in the last days that they would be. Well, let's go to Leah in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Leah. Hi. Welcome oh, to Calvary so Live. Thank you for taking my call. Yeah, welcome to Calvary Live. We're so glad to hear from you guys in Florida there. Yes, sir. And and it's not as crazy as the news makes it sound, just so you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm calling because, you know, I have this just strong conviction on my mouth, you know, what I'm what I'm what I'm saying, what I'm taking in, and I have a problem with my my coworker, she's like my my coworker slash boss because it's you know there's one more person above both of us. Um, I'm the admin in the office, and we've worked together for eight years. We've developed you know this this work kind of friendship. But now that I'm on you know a different path, I'm really trying to like clean up house my like, all in all areas, and she she loves to gossip or even if I try like I don't say anything just the like just me hearing her and going mm-hmm, right. mm-hmm, mm-hmm, you know like I just don't want any I don't want to partake in any of it and right. I did um bring up you know have the courage and not like I it, I had to muster it up um to tell her last week um you know hey you know, I'm going to church now, and, you know, the pastor, because the pastor did did talk about this last Sunday about, you know, our mouths and how even gossiping, you know, how we don't even yes. realize we do it sometimes. And, I, you know, I just really want to be um, aware of what I'm saying. And she's like, yeah, yeah, uh, well, we can't be perfect like God. And I'm like, she, and I try, I've tried to tell her certain things and about even like the end times and Mark of the Beast and certain things, but she always just, like, misconstrues it or turns it around so I don't bother arguing with her but how do I like stop it but be respectful at the same time of like telling her I think you are I think you are being respectful and the thing is she needs to respect you in this request you know the Bible says let no corrupt word proceed out of your mouth but what is good for necessary edification that you may impart grace to the hearers that Jesus said, let your speech be seasoned with, with grace and salt. And and the Bible has a lot. You can go through Proverbs about gossip, talebearers, you know, worthless wranglings and babblings. And not only are we not to speak it, but to give ear to it. And what happens is if we listen to gossip, then we're really participating in it. And we're participating in usually gossip is about somebody tearing somebody down character assassination, you know, saying things that ought not to be said. And it's okay for you, Leah, to say, listen, I, I, I don't think it's good for, for you to be talking about this. It, it's not good for me to be hearing it. I really don't want to hear it. Let's talk about something else and to be able to move on. And then once, you know, uh, somebody who likes to gossip, they what they want is somebody who's going to lend an ear. And once you cut that off, you know, and say, I'm not going to be a part of that. They'll, 
you know, usually they'll move on to someone else or hopefully uh, you hope that they repent of it. But you can tell them, I really don't want to listen to this gossip. And it's okay to do that. And and you can do it in a respectful way. I don't want to hear gossip. I got work to do and and to move forward in that. But I think that's what we're supposed to do as Christians. You don't want to be listening to that gossip and and you know uh, busy bodies Paul talks about that you know just slander and everything so hold your ground tell them that and then I think that they'll respect that and hopefully they will so Leah I thank you for calling be praying for you you hear the music that means we got a break God bless you be sure to call us back hey 303-690-3000 give me a call love to talk to you Welcome back to Calvary Live. Give us a call at 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Welcome back to the second half of Calvary Live. I'm Pastor Jeff Biggs of Calvary Chapel Greeley in northern Colorado. It's smoky out once again. Hey, for you guys listening across the country, be praying for us here. It's been so smoky this summer. Um, the air quality is terrible. You can't see the mountains because of the fires out west traveling over here. So we just pray for those fires. Most of them, there's no fires here in Colorado. It's in California and Oregon. So we need to pray. And uh, there's drought. Um, We went through this last year when there was bad fires in Colorado, ash falling on us. Man, it's just strange. And it's um, been a difficult couple summers. So pray for us as the air quality is bad and really affects a lot of people and their health and those who have respiratory issues or elderly or whatever the case, those who are working outside, uh, very, very, very smoky. And so um, just uh, we pray for rain. We pray for relief, uh, for the Lord to show his mercy and uh, for our nation to just turn back to the Lord. And I know as we call out to him, that he will heal our land. So that's what our prayer is. Um, you just heard those numbers that call in. Uh, we got two open lines, 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. The text line 720-336-0897. So I'd love to talk with you. Um, we're going to go to uh, our phone lines. And again, grab one of those open lines. Let's go to Frank in Denver. Hi, Frank. Hi, Hi Pastor Jeff. Thanks for holding. Uh, no problem. Um, the reason why I was calling, I, I also had a question about the vaccine. I'm, I'm coming up close on a mandate for my job. Um, and, and I'm trying to understand, because uh, I, I felt in the beginning that I was convicted not to take the vaccine. Um, and now that my job is going to be on the line, um, there's also an exemption for religious, um, a religious exemption. So I was wondering, would it be wrong for me to, uh, because I have been convicted um, not to take the vaccine, to use that uh, exemption um, in my case uh, for my job, to keep my job? Yeah, and, you know, that's one of the things that they've provided and as Christians, we can pray about these things. And I think the real issue, you know, is the mandate, first of all, to keep your job or to, 
you know, visit a loved one in uh, the hospital, whatever the case may be. And if they allow religious, you know, exemption and you can say, hey, I have prayed about it and I have a conviction from my God not to take it, then you should be able to use it. And um, if it's provided for you, um, we know that the time will come in the tribulation period where there is going to be no exemption. You know, there's going to be no religious or medical exemption that's going to be given to people. You either follow the Antichrist or you're going to lose your head. You have that option here. And so if you have that option, they provide that, and you're able to say that I've prayed about it, and according to my conviction, um, I'm, you know, I don't want to take it. Um, I don't see anything wrong in doing that. Okay. Thank you so much, Pastor Jeff. I appreciate it. You bet. Let me pray for you. Father, I pray for Frank because he's, he's got these decisions. Like we've talked to a few people, and Lord, that as they, you know, hear your voice and the conviction that you give them, whether to or not, Lord, that I just pray that um, these are difficult decisions. We're talking about our livelihoods, uh, keeping a job or not keeping a job. So, Lord, I just pray you be with him, that you work it out, and, Lord, that uh, you give him that peace, again, that that rules in his heart. And as you make the call for him, that it be worked out, that he be able to work it out with his employer uh, there. And, uh, Lord, I just pray you bless him. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Frank Thank blessings. you so much. You bet. 303-690-3000. I know a number of you are facing this, and, and so we're praying for you. It's difficult decisions, you know, and you can talk to your doctors. You can talk to, you know, there's safety in a multitude of counsel and good counsel, and but the Lord is the one that wants to lead you and guide you in all the decisions that we make in our lives. Text line is 720-336-0897. I believe where we are at um, is we have a couple open lines. Um, let me see. Let's go to Joan in Thornton. Hi, Joan. Hello. You're on Calvary Live. Hi, this is Joan, and thank you for taking my call. Well, thank you for calling. Okay. Yeah, and I wanted to just add a little bit more. Um, you had a commenter a couple calls ago, and yeah. she talked about the challenge when you are kind of forced to listen to gossip. And um, mm-hmm. I had read a book that was really helpful for me on that because I feel like I'm feel like I'm put in that position a lot of times, often even with people who are believers and Christian sisters, and I've always struggled with how to respond in a godly way. Um, and the book kind of challenged me that when not only when we speak gossip, but even when we're listening to it, we're still sinning. And it also challenged me that sometimes when you take that stand um, to do the right thing, people just are not going to be happy with it. And you can do it in a gentle, kind, loving way. But right. just by the fact that you're taking it, you're challenging them, and they may be angry, and you still may need to take that stand. Um, and top of that, well, I guess with that, I needed to learn and still struggle with it at times to in the moment when it comes to me, this person's gossiping, it's not helpful, I don't need to hear this, to just gently say, I cannot listen to this for my own sake, and I need, right. I'm not saying anything about you, but I can't listen to it, and I need to leave, and then just to leave if you need to. Yeah. Yeah, and that's good advice. And, you know, the Proverbs, I was thinking of Proverbs, and we got to break, 
when we were talking with Leah. And it it's hard at at work when you're around a lot of people. You know, you're, you're with a group, or maybe you're with family, and all of a sudden gossip comes up, and you're there in the midst of it. It isn't like you know you can just get up and walk out. You know, you still got a job to do. You may be with a crew. You may be, you know, in a conference room with, you know, having a meeting, you know, family gatherings and all of that. But I think you give wise, you know, counsel in that the Bible doesn't want us just listening to it. And I think listening to it is like, oh, I can't wait to get this juicy piece of information concerning this individual or this situation. And Proverbs 26 says, when there is no wood, the fire goes out. And where there is no tail bearer, strife ceases. And so to excuse ourselves is something that, that we can do, and sometimes people won't like it because, you know, they some people love to gossip, and they love to have people listen to them gossip And for, and when we excuse ourselves. But we have the right to do that. We should do that and speak up and to be able to say, I cannot, just as you said, Joan, I cannot listen to this, and, um, <clears throat> and um, you know, and I need to excuse myself from it. And then usually when there's no wood, um, then the fire ceases and people find, you know, somebody else to go gossip to. Yeah. And the best book, I like I was saying, the book that I loved on it was called When to Shut Up and When to Speak Up by Michael Sidler. And it really Uh helped convict me in a lot of ways. It's a really short book and an awesome book on it. Good, good, good thing. And, you know, while we're on the subject, um, Joan, I think it's really important for us as Christians that part of our godly integrity is that we don't listen to gossip. We don't spread gossip. You know, the Bible has a lot to say about that. And um, and we're to be ones that um, don't participate that or, you know, in useless wranglings and babblings, the Bible says, um, in tearing people down. You know, our speech is, first of all, is to, as I said, Paul writes, is to be for edification, you know, no corrupt words. And then what we listen to is important as well. And um, and we don't want to be taking that in and participating in it and uh, to be able to speak up. So that book is When to Speak Up and When to Shut Up by Michael Sedler, you said? Switch, When to Shut Up and When to Speak Up. And because I talk a lot, <laughs> I thought I was going to learn more about that piece of it. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> okay. All right. Thank you for your call. We appreciate it. All right, I think we got all open lines, 303-690-3000. We do have all open lines. We've been busy with the phone lines, so grateful. Don't stop. You got you can call in, get you right through, 303-690-3000. And, you know, usually the, every show takes on a, a topic, a theme. And today's been interesting. It's been about gossip and then also about uh, some of the mandates that are coming out with the vaccine. And so hopefully you've been blessed and encouraged by all that. But, you know, as Christians, I think it's really important that uh, we talked uh, a little bit about this yesterday. Jesus, in Matthew 23, was indicting the religious leaders. And he talks about, you know, and we did discuss how we're to have godly character and integrity. And and we want to be ones that uh, we don't want to participate in that um, in uh, people tearing others down, gossiping. It's just wrong, and it's sin. And it's not just words that we speak. I wanted to add, too, is that what can happen is those things can take place on social media, on Facebook, 
you know, just writing things, tearing people down, uh, gossiping about things. Um, and Christians, we are not to be a part of that. Um, I pray that as we, if we use social media, we use it in a way that honors the Lord, that is the way that pleases the Lord, um, and in, in a way that glorifies the Lord. And we want to use it for the furtherance of the gospel, and again, to encourage people and to build people up. But some of the things I see that Christians post on Facebook or other things, it's, it's you know, the gossip and the tearing people down and all these other things. It really grieves me when I see that. And and I'm just being honest in the honesty of my heart. And we are to be ones that, yeah, we can give opinions. We can uh, make a stand on something, but not to participate in gossip and tearing people down in slander. That is sin, and God wants us to repent from it. And so those are things that we need to all consider and take to the Lord. Hey, I got all open lines, 303-690-3000 is the number to call, and uh, the text line, 720-336-0897. We're going to go back to Denver to Anastasia. Anastasia? Hi, Jess. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing? Good. Thank you so much for taking my call. Well, thank um, you for calling. Yes. Um, I guess I kind of have a question. I'm not sure what to do. I've, I've known somebody for five years now, and we both um, started believing in Jesus just last October. And um, ever since we both started believing, uh, my friend, he. He doesn't want to have kids or get married anymore. Uh, okay. He wants to become a pastor and just he doesn't want to do any doesn't want to get married or have kids anymore. And I'm just really okay. I'm just really lost and I just don't know what to do because it's hard for both of us because we love mm-hmm. each other very much. Yeah. And um, it's been on my heart for a very long time, but I just yeah. don't know what to do. And sometimes I think that maybe. Jesus doesn't want me to get married or have kids because maybe he's coming to, but I don't know. I'm just a little lost. I guess maybe I I just need some direction or prayer. You know, and that's hard, Anastasia. And, you know, you you have somebody that you care for um, and somebody you guys got saved. That's wonderful. And, And here's the thing is that, you want to get married and you want to have kids. There's nothing wrong with having that desire. Um, we know that the Bible says that, you know, to be married is a good thing. The Bible also says to be single is a good thing. But yeah. to be content in the state that God has you, but you have a desire to get married. So now you have a friend that has made it very clear to you that he doesn't want to get married and he doesn't want to have kids. What he's saying to you, he doesn't want to make that commitment to you. And that's right. what's hard. That is what's hard is he doesn't want to commit to you in moving in that direction. And and so that's where, um, again, um, as he expresses that, that you've got to trust in the Lord and you've got to wait on the Lord, that, Lord, if you want me to be married, then I need to wait on you to bring me somebody who's going to make that commitment to me. And over the years of ministry and having daughters myself, these are conversations that we've had before. And, um, you know, when there is, uh, 
one who will not make that commitment to you, then um, you're in a place of waiting and waiting on the Lord for somebody who's going to come along and, and commit and have the same desires and expectation as you. You know, one of the things that we talk about in premarital counseling is what are your expectations? Do you want to have kids? Do you, you know, and, and the commitment that you're making to each other. So you're in a place of waiting and the Lord sees you and he knows where you're at. He knows your desire. And Anastasia, he desires to minister to you and he has a wonderful plan for you. And sometimes we don't understand why this happened, but we can trust him and we can rest in his love and know that that he hasn't forsaken you, know that he hasn't forgotten about you, and and you're in that place of waiting. And as you're in that place of waiting, that Lord hears my desire, and and as you do wait for him, for that man that will come along, that will commit himself to you, you know, the the Lord wherever he wants you, he'll he'll put that desire in your heart. Delight yourself in the Lord, the psalmist writes, and he'll give you the desires of your heart. So as you're delighting in him, and as you're just trusting in him, trust in the Lord with all of your heart, lean not on your own understanding, but in all your ways acknowledge him, and he will direct your paths. And you wait for the Lord, and you trust that he has the very best for you. All right? Yeah, thank you so much. It's just that it's just it's been, hard. It's, we've known each other five years, and mm-hmm. I've seen his. He has kids already, and I've seen them grow. And I've had, you know, they see me, they love me. And it's just I don't know. Uh, it's so hard, yeah. and I, it is hard. I'm like waiting on the Lord to maybe change his mind, but mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe mm-hmm. that's not what it's, he wants to do. Yeah, and it's in a hard place because. Your mate, you know, he's not committed to you right now. So you are in that place of waiting and waiting on the Lord, and he's going to guide you. And he promises that as you wait on him, that you're going to hear from him. And he promises to say, this is the way to walk in it. Go to the right or go to the left. That's a promise from Isaiah chapter 30. And as you wait on him, he's going to be gracious to you. Okay? Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Can I pray for you? Yes, please. Father, I pray for Anastasia. She's waiting. It's hard. And it hurts. And Lord, she has a desire in her heart. You've, I'm sure you've put that desire in her to be married someday, to have children, to be a mother. And Lord, that's a good thing. But I pray that as she waits, that you would, Lord, work in a way that she would know uh, the man that sh- you bring to her uh, Lord, if it's at your will, that she would know, and Lord, that there'd be that commitment, and Lord, that you want to do the very best in her life, and Lord, as hard as it is waiting, that Lord, that you would just give her peace that passes understanding, and Lord, that you would just guide her and direct her, and when she's here in a situation where she says, I don't know, she would fall back into things that she does know, and that is your love for her and that you're going to guide her, and you have the very best for her. So, Lord, show yourself strong on her behalf. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you so much. He, he carries me all the time. He okay. carries me you all stay the time. In... I just forget it sometimes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it's not always easy. Hey, you stay in touch, okay? Thank you. Thank you, Pastor Jeff. Have a blessed day. Uh-huh. Anastasia. 
303-690-3000 is the call-in number to text line 720-336-0897. Let's go to Caroline in Aurora. Hi, Caroline. Yes. You're on Calvary Live. Hi. I, I was calling. Um, I just wanted some prayers this, this evening for uh, myself and my husband. We've been married. Um, it'll be 25 years in March. Um, things have been kind of rocky a little bit lately. But one of our main things that we're dealing with right now is that he has um, taken the vaccine and I have not. And because I have chosen not to, it seems like he has a little bit of an attitude um, towards me. It seems like he's making off comments all the time um, and when he expresses himself. And it just seems like we're not, you know, we're not gelling because of my decision. And uh, he just somehow doesn't respect what I've decided. And it just kind of seemed like it's just making it drawing a wedge um, between us. And I, I feel like he's always either making off comments or just kind of looking at me funny and, you know, just saying things. And uh, his biggest concern is that I take the vaccine. He expressed some concerns that, you know, what will happen to him if something happens to me. But I feel like it's very selfish because he hasn't even considered our kids and our grandkids or anything. It's like it's, he's, he's being selfish just, you know, for himself. That, and well, so um, I just want to pray about it because it just kind of feels like, um, you know, things are just kind of different. And like I said, the comments that yeah. he's constantly making is making well, me feel a little bit uneasy. This whole thing, you know, with, and it's a subject that, you know, whether to take the vaccine or not being mandated, it has caused a lot of division. You know, people got a lot of different thoughts and convictions and, um, you know, and it's caused division in families. It's caused division in the church even and with couples. And I think that the, the main thing, Carolyn, is to, you know, really take your husband by the hand and for you guys to sit down and come to some clarity and understanding and patience and really, you know, talk about it and the reasons why you don't want it and to be able to look, you know, uh, at scriptures and, and how you guys talk to each other. Because here's the thing. This is a tool that um, Satan will use to drive a wedge between you guys. And he's very effective on it that, you know, he has concerns. He had concerns, you know, that if you don't take it, you have concerns in taking it. But you may not come into full agreement, but you can sit down and have some clarity and understanding why you don't want to. And, and then to be able to to move forward in that and to, you know, uh, move forward in respect and you know, the Bible says for the husband to live with your wife in an understanding way. And what that means is what's important to her needs to be important to him. And uh, and to look at Scripture and to be able to, to say, you know, this is the reasons why, and this is an important decision for me as well. And uh, and I pr- I'm going to pray for you because it's, it's something that has been brought up um, in families, been brought up in, in, with couples, um, brought, you know, tension, uh, re, you know, 
they're straining um, in relationships because of it with friends, families, you know, workers, all that. And so I just want to pray for you that you'll be able to do that with your husband and just take a deep breath for you guys to take a walk and this, you know, say, Lord, we need you to come into this situation and to guide us and direct us and give us a peace in this situation because you do want to guide us in all things. And he will do that as you both just are willing to do that. Now, hopefully that'll help. I hope so. I certainly hope so because, um, you know, it's a very, it's a very emotional. Yeah. Yeah. It's a very emotional thing, you know, and it's a, it's a big topic and people, you know, get very concerned about it. So, and I didn't mean to interrupt you, but it is, you know, it's a huge, huge topic that is weighing on people right now. Mm -hmm. It's, and I I see that because just listening to the call, it's almost like every other person has the same concern. So, (laughs) you know, I I just felt good listening to it today, just knowing that I'm not the only one in this, because as you're talking to people, it's becoming like a big debate anymore. And it's almost turning into, I won't really say an argument, I I guess more of a debate, like, you know, why don't you want to do it? And, and, you know, if you get it, this can happen, that can happen. And the bottom line is nobody knows what's going to happen to any of us. And and yeah. so I just feel like I'm just tired of being debated about it. And I don't mind with other people, but it's hard when you live with the person and they're looking yeah. at you up one street and back down another because you're not making the decision that they want you to do. And, you know, it's very, very hard. We have five yeah. kids between the two of us oh. and five grandkids. And I want to be there for all of them. And yeah, some of the do. comments that he says, I feel like, you know, this is not okay. You know, I, I want to be there for not only you, but for the grandkids, too. And the yeah. selfish part well, is, it's like all he can think about is himself with all okay. of this. Well, Carolyn, let me pray for you, okay? Father, I pray for Carolyn. She's frustrated. And, Lord, I just pray for her and her husband to be able to come together, take a deep breath, and, Lord, come to you. And, Lord, seek peace in this situation, to listen to each other, to have some clarity and understanding, there may not be total agreement on it, but Lord, just a mutual respect. And Lord, I do pray as we've taken on this subject during this show of, you know, of the vaccine and mandates and all this, I pray that you would guide every individual, Lord. Um, I pray that you would um, just guide them, give them a peace about uh, their decisions, where they want to go, how they want to be treated medically. And Lord, um, it, it can cause division in the body of Christ. It has in families, and Satan's using it to divide. And I pray that that wouldn't take place. That that Lord, even though we may agree to disagree on a subject like this, but Lord, that we would just try to be encouraging as much as we can. And Lord, again, looking to um, Lord, just look to you to be our provider or protector, or sustainer in everything. And I just pray that you would just help Carolyn right now, just work with her and her husband right now in coming together in one heart, one accord, one spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank All right, so Carolyn. Much, I appreciate it. You bet. You bet. Thank Absolutely. You so Have a great you day. Bet. You Thanks. bet. Bye-bye. Hey, we got about two yeah. minutes left. I, I There was... One text question, um, 
and it kind of pertains to what we were talking about today. I just want to answer it real quick because we got about 90 seconds before we go off the air. But I see all things going on around us, and I'm so angry. How do I keep from being angry and um, lose my joy? Trust in the Lord. That's what you do. We're told to put off anger. Uh, Paul says that we're to put off uh, anger. We're to put off uh, wrath, uh, evil speaking. It's to be put away, and that what you are to put on is that you are to put on Christ and be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God in Christ forgave you. And most of all, put on the bond of perfection. Uh, put on the bond of love, which is uh, which is uh, the perfection of God being worked out in our lives. Put on the bond of love. Let's keep loving each other. We may not agree on certain things, but we don't have to blast each other. We don't have to tear each other down. Um, but we can just encourage each other in the Lord and put on, again, being kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God in Christ forgave you, that we are to walk in love as Christ has loved us and gave himself for us as an offering and sacrifice for sweet-smelling aroma. You know, may your life be a sweet-smelling aroma to others. We are in perilous times. We're in difficult days, but we have Jesus and we have the Word of God. So I hope you're encouraged today in today's show that you are blessed. And so, um, Lord willing, I'll be back tomorrow at the same time here on Calvary Live. You have a great evening. Stay close to the Lord. All right, guys. You've been listening to Calvary Live. Tune in next time for prayer and God's Word.